What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle Project Podcast. This is your host, Nick Marcos, and this is my newest project where I'm sitting down with local business owners and community members who truly embody the hustle mentality. We're going to dive in deep and get their amazing stories of the ups, the downs, and everything in between. So whether you're an entrepreneur, you want to be an entrepreneur, or you're just someone who enjoys hearing the stories behind our community's movers and shakers, this is the podcast for you. So tune in and take pride knowing that we have these great people with incredible stories living right here in our neighborhood. Make sure you tune in weekly for our newest episodes. For more information, check out our website, hustleprojectpodcast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Project Podcast. Enjoy this week's episode, guys. Welcome today, Zach Payne, to the podcast. Zach, what's up, man? What's going on? And Zach is representing his new brand. Um, tell me about it. So it's Advincible Media, A-D, Vincible Media, um, like the superhero, you know, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Incredible, Mr. Invincible. Um, it's a marketing slash advertising agency, and we specialize, we started specializing in e-commerce businesses, and we transitioned over to small local businesses and generating leads for them, because... That's sort of a passion of mine, right. helping so, small businesses. And you're a North Shore guy, right? Born and raised in Lynn, yeah. Born and raised in yeah. Lynn. And um, where'd you go to high school? St. Mary's in Lynn. You went to St. Mary's yeah. in Lynn? Oh, we're, right. I didn't know that about you. Right. So <laughs> we're both Spartan alumni. Um, and so where'd you end up going to college? Uh, Salem State, so real so, local, yeah. Okay. And, and like, is this something that you've always been, is this space something you've always been passionate about? Or how did you stumble into it? Or was it something you, like, you've been working on for years? Give Weirdly, me the backstory a little bit. I stumbled upon it, right? So... I went to Salem State for Salem State for finance, and I wanted to be a day trader, which you know you see day traders all the time, millions yeah. of dollars. You watch movies like Wolf of Wall Street. You're like, all right, this is this is what I want to do. So and out of high school, you're like out, out of high day school. trade. Yeah, exactly. This is like one of the hardest things you could ever <laughs> exactly. like. I I actually have a good friend of mine who trades. Uh, he's not a day trader, but yeah. he trades, and he tells me about it all the time. And I'm like, oh my god, man, you picked the world's most difficult business to be involved in. Yep. But go ahead. Yeah. So you're so you're eighteen. So it's a challenge, right? Yeah. 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 I like challenges. Right. So I was always a sports player. I was always, you know, a competitor. And that's the most you know, the most competitive thing you can do is yeah. day trading. It's competition with the market. Good. And I went to school for finance at Salem State. So I quickly learned that one no offense to anyone listening, but college is the worst. <laughs> yeah. I, well, you don't Depends have, on how you look yeah, at it. Yeah. Well, no, you, I, I'll agree with you 100%. Right. It's, for most people, it's just a waste of money. But exactly. there so, are some cases where yeah. you could argue that you need to go to college. Exactly. Like, I want my doctor to go to college. Right, right. right but, and then for finance, so I learned that I was in, you know, the markets classes, like where they teach financial markets, and they didn't teach me a single thing about trading. So towards the fourth year of the degree, I learned that I took, I went on YouTube and did my own research, and in about a week, I learned how to trade, just from practicing right. and losing some money, little little pieces here and there, mm-hmm. and I quickly became a fan of what I call YouTube University, right. quote unquote, where you can basically take a full course on YouTube, and that's the same as a college course, right. and like a day, right? Yeah. If you really just sit down and like take But doesn't your generation, so uh, just for everybody out there, yeah. Zach, you're 25? 26. 26. Yeah. So you're like, you're a very young entrepreneur, yeah. I, w- I would call it. But like, 
so when I was growing up, we didn't have access to that much information. Mm -hmm. Like you wouldn't dare get into a business that you didn't know too much about because access to the information to, to, to execute that kind of business was difficult. Exactly. But nowadays it really does feel like you could go to YouTube university for most things you can like, Absolutely. I mean, I do it all the time for my dealership. I'll jump on there and, and, and get some questions. And I've been doing this for 15 years. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that's something that's like, um, helping or hurting, um, uh, young people because there's something to be said about putting in the work like it, it's almost like a I don't want to call it cheating because you still have to execute right. but like there's there's too much access to like real good information right. it's almost discrediting the information like it's just not it's, it's so much it's right? so yeah right. it's so much so I think that's actually a really good question um, because I did spend a lot of time sifting through what was good information and what was bad information right. which basically comes with trial and error right you need to take the information try it if it doesn't work then you're like alright Clearly, that was not the right person to right. listen to because, um, you know, and then you gotta, you just have to do your own little research. Do they have results? Do they have testimonials? Are they, you know, yeah. the way that they're talking about it, does it seem like they know what they're saying and that right. they actively, you know, And if you've got a, a background in finance, you can pick up on the terminology exactly. and the way they use it. But um, what I mean a little what, more specifically, what I mean is, do you think that it's good for your generation to have that, that YouTube university or bad? It's both. Both. So the the, so po the political answer is that it's both. Yeah, safe yeah. So it does make people lazy. Right. I'll give you that because there's so we're so instant to the access that we have yeah. of information that you know people have become lazy. You know they think that they can learn something so fast and then it's just going to happen. Agreed. Right. So you remember the old saying, "Knowledge is power." Exactly. And it's not anymore. It's not applied knowledge is power. Yeah, right. action. I call right. it action is power. Exactly. Right. Go ahead. Sorry. Exactly. So. Um, Towards my fourth year of college, I was like, all right, I dropped out. So right before I was about to graduate, Why? I dropped out. Why? There was just this And weird, this is not a bad thing. No, there was this weird underlying hole where I feel like I would just waste. I spent four years. I was working at a restaurant. I was an Uber driver. While, you, while you were in school. While I was in school, Good just making you, some man. money, you know. Um, I lived with my parents, so I was like, we didn't have any expenses or anything. So I stacked up a little bit of money just from the side things oh, that I was yeah. doing and learning things at the same time not in college, right? right? So on my own time. And so I dropped out. I was like, why am I doing six classes worth of work, which took me about 15 to 20 hours a week, right. when I could be learning the valuable skill sets to get me to where I actually want to go, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So those skill sets included things like analyzing data, right? Just basic trader stuff, you know? Right. And then once I started doing that, I realized I had a knack for it. I could see trends before they happened, you know, just based on the data and putting two and two together, which is very odd because I failed math three times in college. So, uh, um, I don't know how that happens, but high school and college, I failed math three times. So right. I don't know how that that's, happens. That's how it happens. Right, exactly. It's, uh, that is, it's something about those classes that didn't interest. It's the way they they taught it that didn't that didn't interest exactly. you. It's not the material. Exactly. I, I was the same way. I was just an average student. It's like, could I have been a lot? Yeah, I mean, if I loved, I can guarantee you, if, if St. Mary's, and actually, it's funny you say that because you're probably case in point of, of something that I was. So at one point, I, I was, um, I thought about presenting something to St. Mary's about having an entrepreneurial course, like mm -hmm. an after school program. Nice. So that kids like you can get a chance to learn more about what it takes to be an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and see if it's, you know, the same, it's like an introductory course, exactly. right? And, and at the time, um, 
I did speak to someone briefly about it, but I didn't make like a formal presentation. And that person like proceeded to tell me that they were thinking about doing something like that with GE. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't understand what, what is GE. GE is like a Fortune 500 company. Right. Like they're not entrepreneurs, <laughs> right? There takes me back to that that same principle. It's just like, well, I mean, y- you have to have a way of teaching things to kids or people in general that that sparks their interest. Otherwise, it's just information that they're going to forget in a a week. And for you, you know, all those math courses that you were exposed to, so much valuable information in there Mm -hmm. that you could use to be a better trader or whatever data you're looking at. But they couldn't, reach you because the, the way it was taught. Right. They right? weren't connecting with but me on But something a about when you yeah. started doing your own research and you found a teacher through YouTube University exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that met it the guy. Sense, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So good for you for finding that. That's right. very hard to do, man, because yeah. a lot of kids will, will, will carry that crutch forever. They're like, oh, no, I wasn't good at school. But no, exactly. that doesn't make you stupid. No. It just means Absolutely that, not. that way. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so you're at Salem State. Um, you drop out your last year. Yeah. You hit the YouTube University. Mm-hmm. Um, hit it hard. Yeah, yeah you hit it 15 hard. 15 hours a day. Yeah. Talk to me about it. Yeah. So I went on every And site. what are you looking up? What do you do? So did, at this point, did you decide what you wanted to do? Because you're in the ad space now. Yeah. So right. at the time when I dropped out, it was still trading. It was just 15 hours a day, day trading. Right. Markets. Just hustling. Foreign exchange, you know, options, everything. Stocks, penny stocks, everything you could do. Right. Um, investing in long-term stocks and such like that. And... Because of the knack for the analytics side of it, I actually got really good at trading. So I'm actually a, still a day trader on the side. Oh, that's cool, it's just huh? not my main thing. And with that analytics background, I got offered a job at an agency, an advertising agency, just to analyze their data. Oh, okay. Yeah. So right, and then cool, yeah. doing that, it was overseas. It was in Europe while I was in cool. Greece. And it was Greece for my girlfriend lived there, so she lives in Greece. And I went there every summer. Um, towards the end of my college, you sure. know, my, my college yep. ordeal. And I, I actually just worked there in their office in, in the Athens, Greece. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So That's then I, it was pretty cool. And I saw, all the, you know, the numbers on the walls and they were running ads and they were doing all this, the numbers and data. I was analyzing it and I was really good at it. But I realized they, they valued my analytics so much, but weren't necessarily giving me the value back in pay. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I realized, all right, it's not that hard to start a business. I mean, people start businesses all the time. Well, you could always just go to YouTube University. YouTube <laughs> University, right back at it. That's exactly what right. I did. So I hit YouTube University again um, while I finished that last, like, two courses, and I ended up graduating. So Oh, so you did end up. This is after I came oh, okay, back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hit YouTube University, and I found out how to basically start and scale businesses and systemize them. And hire people, obviously, and then just started the advertising agency out of all of that. So how did the how did the actual transition from like day trading to running an ad? How did that happen? Because that's not a small undertaking. So it all came down to money, to be completely honest. Sure. And I at the time, because this is recent, so this is only we're not even a year in with right. the advertising agency. Right, this right, is right. recent, and it was this time last year where e-commerce and like drop shipping and all these online you know, brands and stuff became very popular. It started becoming very popular and widespread. And the money people were making was absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. If you had the skill set of analyzing data and margins and, you know, acquisition costs and stuff like that. And I realized that I'm very good at acquiring customers based on data. Mm -hmm. So I can take a certain number, plug in all your other numbers and tell you how much it costs for you to acquire a customer, what your margin is, how much you have left. And 
what you should do. And this is not forward. this is sort of like the the niche in the market that you've gone after is customer acquisition, exactly. right? I mean, exactly. so tell me what that means for a small business because I'm a small business owner. Mm -hmm. um, most of the people who listen to this podcast are small business owners. Right. Exactly. Um, you're a small business owner. Yeah. Tell me about customer acquisition in the digital space because we all know about it. Right. What does it cost to get a customer? So right. if, I, exactly. if I'm if I'm spending ten thousand dollars a month to advertise and right. I'm selling. 10,000 products, then it costs me $1 per customer. If I have 10,000 customers exactly. that buy products. Right. Yeah. So we... What does it mean in the digital space? In the digital space, it means more of the conversion rate of how many people you, that you have interested, so leads, right. convert into sales. Right. And then that those are the actual numbers that you need to be looking at. A lot of yeah. people look at the, the amount of leads that they generate. Right. So I generate 100 leads with this ad that I run, right? right? right. You know, I'm going to sell maybe 20 cars or right. so, right? right. So you're, you have a 20% conversion rate mm -hmm. out of that 100. And I think where most small businesses nowadays get stuck, and mostly because they're not run by millennials, mm -hmm. like most small business owners are 40 plus right, exactly. uh, or 35 plus yeah. anyways, most, um, is that they all know that there is a customer acquisition cost, mm -hmm. but they're not, that's not part of their day-to-day -day metrics. Right. Like most small businesses are focusing on like, oh, what's my fixed operating cost or what's my cost of goods sold? Exactly. Goods sold. What, you know, what is, what's my electric bill? Exactly. How much is my gas? Exactly. They're not really taking that into account. The younger, the younger generation is putting that at the forefront. They're not like even worried about yeah. if I, other if stuff. If I'm bringing in customers constantly, right. that'll all sorts it itself out. If I have cash coming in constantly, yeah, then exactly. that'll all figure itself out in the back. Yeah, end. and I think that a lot of people struggle with the, you know, take Facebook, for example. You know, these, these small business owners that are 40 plus, they're like, they know there's a need to run ads on Facebook. Absolutely. They know it. I mean, if you have a, I say this all the time, if you have like a small pizza place in downtown Danvers, mm -hmm. for example, you're yeah. a North Shore guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Danvers has like 30, 40,000 people tops. I mean, there's four or five different sub shops in Danvers. Right. None of them run Facebook ads. Zero. Everybody in Danvers is on Facebook, Instagram. I'm just using you Facebook. Probably have two of them. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's unbelievable to me how vulnerable they are mm -hmm. because if you open up a shop and you just start running some small and, and, and we're talking minimal dollars minimal. five dollars yeah. a day five dollars a day it's price of a starbucks coffee and you could yeah. have more impact than you could have running a thousand dollar a week ad or a, a billboard or a billboard yeah. right and i think that all i think that all small business owners are smart enough to realize that i'm, I'm confident that they are mm -hmm. i think the the disconnect is in what you offer it's that they don't understand the metrics of what works and what doesn't, right. and so they, they don't act. Right. They're like, well, I don't know what to do. Right. You can't just put a picture of a – I mean, you can – I guess it's better to just put a picture of a piece of pizza and say, you know, $2 slice exactly. than nothing. Exactly. But ultimately, where a guy like you comes in is you can actually break down – What that hey, transition Yeah, into. exactly. Right. Hey, listen, this ad – was very ineffective. It's not worth it. This ad is very effective. Throw more money at this, yeah. or you know, try switching it up, or try. Mm -hmm. That I think is a feature that most small businesses need now. Can you sell them right. that it's worth paying for? Right. That's my question. That's what the beginning struggle came in because right. I could analyze the life out of someone's. Yeah, data, that's your strong suit. But getting them to understand it was the struggle of starting the actual advertising agency. And because I would sit here just like we are right now and talk to them about their customer acquisition costs and the mm -hmm. conversion rates and the cost per lead that they get, the click-through rates, and, and they would look at me like they had no idea because they didn't, they didn't know what right. I was talking about. And they would go, okay, great, we'll let you know. We'll let you know, right. which, which really means no, no. and yeah. it's usually because I just don't understand. Exactly. Because if you said to them, listen, for like $45 a week, right. 
I can get you 10,000 local impressions. Exactly. Right? And that's exactly. like, <clears throat> and, and they need help understanding what that means in itself, but that's, that's like having a billboard downtown mm-hmm. every day. Exactly. And it, it, it's fascinating to me that most businesses are not doing anything about it, right. and it only works right now because none of them are. Right, like for example, none of those four pizza places are running ads, but the second one of them runs ads, they dominate. They dominate, Mm -hmm. and then the other people catch on, and then it becomes competitive, and then it becomes even more interesting for you, exactly, because now you get a chance to shine. What, what can you give me like an example of, like, what can a small business like a pizza place or like a florist shop or something like? What's something that they can do, that they can actually execute? without having the time to go, you know, crazy berserk learning right. all this stuff. Like, I always look at it and say, like, you know, if you could create a platform for small businesses that puts them on autopilot, um, and there are companies out there that do that, but what they, what they don't do is they don't give a lot of personalization. Right. Like, if you could create a system that personalizes ads and, and lets them take more control, I think it'd be a lot more effective because people want to see more genuine stuff. Every time you hire an ad agency, you end up getting more generic photos and exactly. generic stuff. Yeah. I think people would do it. Mm-hmm. I really do. And I think that people like you, it should be an easy sell. It's not. But what do you think um, is sort of your greatest challenge penetrating into those into that market? I think what we said is the biggest challenge. So it's getting people to understand the value that we bring to them for the price that we're charging. Right. right? Because they, they try to justify, we have to justify it to them somehow. And if I'm saying to somebody, I charge $1,000 a month to run, just run your ads not even including ad spend, right. to them, it's like, well, how am I going to make a return? Right. But if I describe to them that you're, they're a gym, like we, we do a lot of gyms. Yeah. It's just a very gyms popular, are a, very popular. very competitive space. And yeah. if I can tell the gym that I will get, it will cost us $5 per lead to get somebody into the, the gym, um, that $100 membership is worth a lot more than the five dollars it costed us to get them into the gym, right? So that's something that's very scalable. But the gym itself is probably paying a thousand dollars a month for posters and posting them around, right. hoping that people come into the gym, not tracking that data, not knowing how to analyze that data. So for or us, or not spending any ad money, or not spending any ad money, and you know, relying on what most local businesses do, pizza places, walk-ins. Walk-ins and traffic, traffic and word of mouth. Which is yeah. non-existent nowadays. Well, it, it's hard to build a business around it. Uh, sure, yeah, if someone's right. hungry and they drive by location, a location, yeah, sure, yeah. they're going to stop in and right. have a sandwich, but probably they're going to probably check the Yelp reviews before they even go yeah. in. I, I mean, right. and there's so many now. Like you said, there's, I mean, I live in Lynn, so it's one of the most yeah. populated cities in the area. Yeah, it's 100,000 people in Lynn. Just off of Eastern Ave in Lynn in general, it, there's one, two, three roast beef places and two pizza shops. Yeah. So it's your competition is everywhere. It, I don't even know why. Like, so for me, it's like, I mean, give me your input here. Um, you're a young entrepreneur on the mm-hmm. grind. Like, why would you even open a pizza place on Eastern Ave unless you have a plan to attract customers a different way? Exactly. Like, if, you, if you're just going to put your sign next to another guy's sign, what mm-hmm. are we doing? Just splitting profits here? Right. So it's like, well, this store was making X amount. Now, because two more stores... It's not like there's more people who want to eat because there's more sandwich right, shops. Right. There's still the same amount of people who want to eat. Right. Well, why would you even make that investment unless you're willing to put the work in to find a different way? You know, we can't all mine the the, the gold field the same way. Exactly. Right. It, so then the difference, the differentiation between these places is they need to realize they all do some sort of value 
for the customers, but they don't realize it. They right. do two dollars $2 and a drink. I mean, two pizzas, slices of pizza and a drink for three dollars. Yeah, right? for example. Yeah. But well, that'd be, that'd be a good price. They used, to, <laughs> they used to be this place called Extreme Pizza in Lynn. They yeah. they are gone out of business now. That was the best place. Well, in probably the because they charge because three bucks. That, yeah. <laughs> if they advertise that, they would have killed. They would have yeah. stayed in business. But if you have that sort of offer and you wait for people just to come in and see that you have that offer before they even know about it, then you're only you know, relying on somebody telling their friend right. later, word of mouth, which who knows if they're going to And is that, your target, is that your target business now? Is that who you're targeting now is like, you know, extreme pizza on Eastern Ave? The local businesses. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so when you do, do you, like, when, do you, is it part of your game plan? Do you just like walk into these places you're like, hey, um, I want to run a free ad for you and see what kind of results you get? So because we, we like to practice what we preach, which is like what made the sell easier. Um, and I run ads to business owners in the area. Sure. And say, hey, Mr. Business Owner on the ad, mm -hmm. I actually was at your location yesterday. I live in Lynn. Yeah, yeah. And I know you're right down the street, and you know I'm right down the street. I would love to have a meeting with you. So basically talking to them through right. an ad, and it's me on a video. Mm -hmm. so it's like, hey, Mr. Business Owner, you probably remember my face. I was in there the other day. Because right, right. you can target very specific mm -hmm. locations. Are you running these ads right now? Yes. Oh, this is cool. Yeah. So write to them, that, and they, or they, you know, via email. If you have someone's email, you can plug it into an ad. Right and run an ad just to that person, which is very yeah, creepy, like but very cool. Um, so you can upload you know, a list of emails of business owners in the North Shore and run an ad just to them. Yeah. And that's how we're getting our you know, meetings and clients. And I think, I think, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just trying to add a little input. Mm -hmm. I think there's something about someone coming in to a small business Absolutely. and meeting with the owner as a follow-up to that. Because yeah. if I'm, some of these guys are not gonna be active on social media, yeah. but if you, if I see you repeatedly on my social media feed and then you show up, I think it's really cool. And then you say to me, hey, I'm just following up. I know I've sent you a message a few times. I think that's pretty dope. Yeah, you've seen my ad a few times. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but do you ever, because it's still a tough sell. I mean, at the end of the day, you're asking someone to spend money Definitely. for something that they believe is unproven. Definitely. That they literally believe it doesn't work exactly. sometimes. Um, do you ever think about just walking in and saying, hey, listen, I just want to take a picture of my meal and I want to, advertise it locally through your like is there a way to do it for free one t i feel like if you just walked into like whatever sandwich shop on yeah. eastern Avenue you're talking about and just said hey listen what's your best selling special right now like two pizzas and okay let me show you how amazing it could get if you just also ran a, like a a, a, right. a facebook ad at the right. same time would they do it or do you think they wouldn't there's people who will do that so we did the free trials to start, and we actually realized it's harder to get and retain clients by offering them something for free first okay. than it is to just describe the value we bring to them right off right. the bat and show results that we've gotten already okay. and, and put it in terms that they understand for their own business. Sure. A lot of the ways that in person when I pitch a, a, a prospective client is I put it in terms of the $1,000 that they're paying to us every month is – going to generate them probably sure. five to six thousand dollars a month in revenue so they have to think about it in terms of how much how many employees that they're paying a thousand dollars a month agreed. to are are generating that much added revenue to their right. business agreed it, right. it's easy for me to understand because yeah. I'm, I'm on top of that stuff and you also have to think about like a you're becoming increasingly irrelevant if you're not on social media if you have a small business and it's just a matter of time before the kids your age get old enough to buy these places and, and take over Absolutely. so you got to be scared if you're a small business if you're a small business owner and you're not scared of these 25 year old kids who are coming up who are going to figure out a way to sell flowers through social media mm -hmm. millions of them millions <laughs> of them yeah exactly so you got to have a plan and in order to have a plan that means you have to actively be using facebook right right, right? 
So you either have to employ someone to do that mm-hmm. or you have to do it yourself. Right. And most small business owners just don't have time to go to the bathroom, never mind like do one more task. Exactly. So they're going to try to – what they most of them will do is they'll just push it off to one of their employees. Like, oh, the girl that works the cash register is the social media person. Right? As if the social media – as if that's just something that needs to get done. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, you, well, well, you know, you work the cash register. That means you take the trash out. It's like, no, the, the, the social media is critical. It's critical. You need an ad agency to, if you can afford it, yeah. if you can find the value. Or learn how to do it yourself. Or, or learn how to do it yourself, which we know which a lot no of people are not going to put the time in. Right. But that ad agency, whatever that fee is, the 500 or 1,000, whatever it is a month, mm-hmm. that fee is not just because they feel like you know, charging something. Right. There's an expertise and a high level of execution that comes along exactly. with it that makes it worth it. It's almost sometimes not worth doing it unless you're going to do it that way. Right. right? Yeah, definitely. So when you're, when you're putting together like a package for a customer, um, is it really the biggest talking point? How much does it cost me? Or is it more what can I see in terms of revenue? That the, how much does it cost is the biggest. And then second would be how much can I make? Exactly. <laughs> okay. It, it literally is the only thing that they care about. Right. So we have this thing now. I do a lot more over the phone sales now, and um, because we do the whole U.S. Actually, the whole world. So any business owner across sure, the world that can, wants yeah. the service because yeah. it's remote, right? You can do it right. from anywhere. Um, all I need is a Skype conversation to figure out a little bit about their business, get access to their Facebook profile, and run an ad through it. Um, it's their their cards are all attached to it. I don't need to do anything with that. Sure. So, over the phone, even in person, it's a little bit different. But over the phone, we have a qualification process where we ask them certain things. Do they already have a marketing budget? If it's yes, and they say they they already spend five thousand dollars a month, and then the next question is, do you run Facebook ads? And they say no. Oh yeah. It's the easiest sell. In the yeah. World, right. Because. Right. Cut the newspaper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, what are you spending your what your ad your your monthly budget on? I don't know. Right. All right. So, how much does it generate? I don't know. Oh, oh well, how many likes did you get on Facebook? We have like five likes on Facebook. Like, it's like yeah, yeah. They don't know this information, but they spend the money. Right. It's the old school business mentality where they just should buy a billboard for a thousand dollars a month, and they don't know. Who saw the billboard? They don't. That, that's not important to, the to them. If exactly. you put it to them, it's if you as long as you put it in the right place, you'll get the results. Moving on. Exactly. Now it's the opposite. Now it's now it's like you have to monitor who, what kind of feedback you're getting live. Right. Right. Exactly. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So we explained to them that, and then again, it's more of I'm not insulting, but I almost ask them questions that makes them realize subconsciously that they have no idea what they're doing. Right. And I don't and I don't make them feel bad for it, but I explain to them that. Because you couldn't You're answer... Just, it's facts, man. Because you couldn't answer the question is the, the perfect sign that you need somebody or else right. you're going to be out of business in five years. Yeah. It's a fact. It's a fact. Right. I mean, there are some old-time businesses that you know have no mortgage. They pay no rent. Yeah, they can right. sell... They for, might be yeah. open for 20 years. Yeah. For sure, but that's going to happen. About it. Those people you're never going to penetrate. But there's the guy who just opened the place... Uh, the you new know, gym. The new or, gym. Right. Yeah, exactly, which is hot. Gyms are hot right now. Yeah. Um, you know, but the, I think the business that could benefit the most is fast food. I, I'm shocked sometimes that I don't see any ads Absolutely. from any fast food places locally. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're, I mean, fast and local ones. That that local, that small of a, a an audience. Right. You know, you're only marketing to the people two miles away from. Right, you. like Danvers. Right. Like, exactly. You're not going to try to attract someone from Beverly most right. of the time. So it's you the might, cheapest but ads. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be so cheap. If I'm, if I own, I mean, I I literally drive by some of these places and I'm like, shit, man, the damage I could do right. with a small sub shop, and a and a massive 
social media campaign. Exactly. Because I mean, executing on the food, you know, you can find a lot of people who can make a good sandwich. It's all good, yeah. Right, yeah. right. But executing on the social side is the new up-and-coming thing. And exactly. then we need the young dudes like you to come in and do it. Yeah. To rely on someone, you know, a lot more established to even, like, get into that realm is – it's it's a – crazy expectation right like right. most of these people have been doing what they've been doing for 40 years and they just think times are changing like exactly. that's their excuse well times are changing yeah. you know it's all internet. Well, i never advertised my whole life yeah. well guess what right. now you have you to better start yeah, yeah exactly. now you have to because there's right. a thing called social media right. i mean there's that's that's what got me into the space right the right. the analytic side just going over the the massive massive size of these platforms right blew my mind so much that it almost completely removed me obviously didn't because i'm still day trading but it completely <laughs> removed me from that side of the analytics i mean youtube now being like the second biggest platform instagram is now owned by facebook they have billions of monthly active yeah. users it's you're not even running ads you're paying for attention right that's all it is yeah i like it and yeah. do you guys have any like really good success stories already or has that not really we happened? actually have a lot yeah so we've this year since it hasn't even hit the one year mark yet we <clears> like i said we started in e-commerce we've um we've done over two million dollars in e-commerce sales oh that's great yep and generated twenty one thousand six hundred leads wow that's amazing so yeah a lot of leads yeah that's a, and that's for your businesses for, for all of our clients, clients yeah, not yeah. us and not our, of course yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um do you feel like you guys have like a, a really really good long-term plan or you guys sort of you know, rolling with the times because it can be a little tough to develop a long-term plan in your space because you just don't know where the market's going to go. It like, was, I was at first, I started off as the jack of all trades. You know, we'll take on any client, we'll yeah, do any that's business, how it always starts, right? right? So I was doing every e-commerce store and, mm -hmm. you know, drop shipping people who were selling on Amazon and all this, Etsy and things yeah. like that. And then gyms and business, you know, random businesses, uh, yoga studio, anything. And we'll still do that. I have now people who do the random sort mm -hmm. of things, and I've taught them how to run ads. But we, we've niched down into gyms, real estate agents, and um, more, like I said, yoga studios, because that's what it just seemed like right. worked to, it worked the best. So um, mainly gyms. We have a lot of gyms right now. So That's a cool thing to get into um, when it comes to gyms, too, because gyms will always have that need. Um, it's always an uphill battle with gyms. Food, uh, for example, you know, people have to eat. They're going to make that decision. With gyms, it's like, well, you have to sell, you have to, you have to create a desire to go to the gym, one, right. and then you have to create a gym that people want to go to. Exactly. And so it's like, and then keep a, them. <laughs> and, well, that's a whole yeah, different story, yeah, yeah. but yeah, so the, the gyms are even more difficult. So customer acquisition for them mm -hmm. is critical. Crit it's critical, yeah. and especially considering that they can get um, monthly subscription clients, mm -hmm. which helps offset the cost of acquisition because it is probably a little more expensive for a gym for the, the cost of acquisition for gyms Definitely. must be higher. Yeah. Um, but in, in terms of where you see the company long term, is this the def defined road? Are you going to stay in the customer acquisition space or do you see yourself branching out? I think we're going to stay. You're so gonna stay I, I have, it hasn't necessarily gotten down to the pinpoint of the direction we're going to go, but we're right there. Yeah. So it had, we get a lot of speed bumps, you know, obviously deciding on what we wanted to do, who's oh, going to do what. I mean, yeah, it's, it's part first of the year, grind. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, honestly, I love it. You're, I'm, I'm honestly extremely shocked at your positive energy right now because by like, by month 12 of being self-employed myself, I was like beaten down. Yeah, exhausted. Yeah, and it didn't end for like 10 years after that. Exactly. <laughs> but you seem to have a, a, a big pep in your step here. Like you're super excited. You're almost like still in the butterfly stage. Right. 
what they, is that what they call it? The butterfly stage? Yeah, when, like when you first meet a girl. You're like, like, I'll give Yeah, you're all yeah, 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 exactly. And then and like six months later, you're like, oh, man. Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, yeah. but it's, you seem real giddy and excited about it. I love to see that because that, that right there, that energy is what's going to fuel you know, because hardship is going to come. Right. It's Absolutely. normal for every business. If you didn't know it was going to come. Then... It should still put a fire under your ass, but it's right. normal. And I think to see someone have that kind of energy early on strong and it's still going one year in, that's really a good sign of a passionate uh, person behind it. Right. You know, like there's a pure passion behind it. Mm-hmm. It's like coming from your gut. It's not, it's not like, oh, I want to get rich. Right. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. This seems like it's something that you're passionate about. We enjoy what we do, right? Yeah, exactly. So tell me, um, you know, give me some advice. If I'm 25, 26, which I could be, but I'm not. (laughs) You look 25. Yeah, hey, thank you, man. Um, If I'm 25 and I'm out there and I'm looking for, like, I think most kids your age right now are struggling to find their place in the the world. Yeah, like create value within themselves. Um, What could you, what piece of advice would you give them in terms of, like, Action, mm-hmm. like, cause I'm a big action guy. I hate this. I hate talking about shit. Absolutely. I, I, I'm the same. To me, it's like, oh my god, all these young kids on social media putting up these pictures, like, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. New year, new me. Yeah. Yeah, new yeah. year, new me. I'm like, buddy, you haven't like, you, you, you haven't even gotten punched once yet. Exactly. Like, we've had a flourishing economy now for a decade. Mm-hmm. Like, shit's gonna hit the fan. Oh yeah. What do you think you could tell someone in your age group that is failing to act? And is just kind of stuck in that rut. So I heard this video when I was on my YouTube university binge, and it was Will Smith, and it stuck with me like crazy. And then I Was it the motivation it, video? It was a mo- one of his big like yeah. motivation videos. I've seen it a million times. And it's the yeah. one where he's talking about laying a brick, mm-hmm. and just lay the brick as perfect my as possible. My dad used to take me out in the summertime. Exactly. Yeah. And then eventually, if you lay a brick perfectly every day, you'll have a wall, mm-hmm. right? And then I read this book called The Slight Edge, where right. the daily little disciplines compounded over time will eventually be something massive that you've built. A lot of people my age look at the end result first. Well, this is the... Go ahead, finish. That's this is the age of looking oh, at. Oh, this is like right. this is disgusting. This is out of control, man. Exactly. Like this is bad. Exactly, and that's the most detrimental thing that you can do. And I did it. And it's affecting your generation. Exactly. Greatly. So talk to me. How? What do you mean when you did it? You you did. Well, so you lived in that world. You mean? I lived in that world. Yeah. That's why we started in e-commerce because the numbers the, were crazy. I yeah. Mean, you could have you could turn a uh, teeth whitening brand store and ship millions of teeth whitening things across the world and make millions of dollars. And if you think too far ahead, then you miss the daily little things right. that you need to To perfect. do to get there? Yeah. Exactly. And the base that you need to build in the system yeah. in order to even take on that much business. Right. So I learned that if you don't have the right systems and the proper team and the base set up first, right. you're just going to crumble and not be able Agreed. to handle it. Agreed. You can that. only do so much. Exactly. Um, and if you want to scale up, you have to scale in all aspects of your business. You Absolutely. can't just scale up one side. you got to right. scale. You know, I can't just add 100 vehicles to my inventory without the staff to, to sell and right. service it. Right. Uh, same thing. So you're saying the biggest thing you would say is that one brick at a time. One, one, one step at a time. One brick at one a time. One skill set at a time. And then if you want to do something big, you need to realize that you're going to have to do things that suck. Right. So I hate doing sales, which is weird because I'm actually a very personal person. Yeah, you are, I like yeah. do, I like doing you know I like talking to people. I'm very personable, right. but the sales side started off as feeling very odd to me. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was not necessarily yeah. begging, but 
I felt like a just car salesman. I felt like, you know, I was like, hey, trying no, <laughs> not a Google, not a nice place like this. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and, and almost off, right? right so, yeah. and it was a struggle. It didn't come to, naturally to it you. It didn't yeah. come naturally, but I realized that I had to become and do things that I didn't want to do in order for us to even get to a point, or me or us, whoever, whether it's just one person yeah. or a team, to where we wanted to go. Either that, or you need to start with a lot of capital and hire. And I'll tell you right now, starting with a lot of capital and hiring is every kid your age's dream, right. but it's every kid your age's nightmare. Exactly. They will lose every 99.999% of kids mm-hmm. your age, if you gave them a million dollars, would be broke right. real quick. Right. Right, because they don't understand. Like, what good is the money exactly. if you haven't had the hardship to understand what the money is good for? Right, right, because right. you just don't. Like, yeah, you hear a story about Zuckerberg right. and some other young dudes like flipping shit and making mm-hmm. billions. Sure, right. that happens. Yeah. But you know what? It also happens that some some kid from downtown Lynn is really good at basketball and makes the NBA. Sure, exactly. that happens too. But exactly. that doesn't mean that every kid should think that that's what's going to happen. Right, right. Like, right. yeah, you can work towards something like that, but to have right. the expectation that. I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna run my company like we're gonna get injected with a one billion dollar um, angel investor. Exactly. You know, like that's ridiculous. Right. Like you're better off doing what you did, which is get in the shit mm-hmm. and just fucking keep and going. Just yeah, just keep yeah. going. Just hustle. Yeah. Just grind. That's why I have you on the show, man. Because exactly. that that's the story that I want to share. That's what kids your age need to know is that there's nothing more gratifying than eating shit. Right. Period. Yeah. Uh, for the first ten years that I opened my my dealership i had employ- i was out cleaning cars i whatever it takes go put gas in a car clean the snow like yeah. whatever it takes because i'm willing to die for my shit right exactly right to go back to the will smith exactly. video yep. that's one of the biggest things i took away from that video when i watched it and this is that's an old video that's, that's like 10 that's years old, old. Yeah. yeah that video that's the first time i ever looked at well because i love will smith like i'm growing up in in, in the fresh prince of bel-air times exactly. right so yeah. i love will smith and i and and i didn't know he was on that like i knew he was on a high level but I never heard him talk about it. Right. And then I stumbled onto that video, yeah. and I'm like, this dude's dope. Yeah. And when he said, I'll die, for, like, I'm willing to die for it, it struck a chord with me because I was like, you know what? I've always felt that way, mm-hmm. but I didn't put, I never put those words together. Right, because like, you, you have to relate it to what you're doing. Yeah, right. and then I realized, you know what? No, dude, I'm willing to die for what I believe 100%. in, too. Always have been. I just yeah. didn't know how to use. So Will Smith, that's Will Smith video is definitely something I would recommend oh, yeah. everybody. I think it's just called motivation. I think it's just Will Smith motivation. Will Smith yeah. motivation, yeah. yeah. And that one brick at a time. He's, he covers a lot of topics early on. Now, of course, now, 10 years later, every kid your age... And my age, too. Fuck it. I mean, might as well say, I'm, I'm almost 40. I'm 38. Yeah. So there's 38, plenty of 38-year-olds are doing this, too. But yeah. it's like every time I look at it, it's like it's either, you know, a quote about right. hardship and how right. they've overcome hardship right. or, or a promise, a vague promise of the success that they're going to have in exactly. their life or projecting an image of success. Why can't – I didn't grow up with social media being such a prevalent part of, mm-hmm. of social life, but – I'm not that old. Why can't these kids just live in reality and like and learn to shine in that space? Mm-hmm. Why do they all need to project such great success? Is the bar that high? Because if it is, a lot of these kids are going to be like severely depressed. I think a lot of people compare themselves to other people way too much. Mm-hmm. So coming from a person born and raised in Lynn, I mean, for me to even have a business that has – even even if it only had five clients, yeah, man, is like a, a huge Great success. accomplishment. You know, I'm yeah. work as long as I'm working for myself. Hey, let's talk about the numbers. Right. You're a numbers exactly. guy. There's a hundred thousand people in Lynn. I right. mean, the city is growing. It's not it's not shrinking. Exactly. Right. It, it's growing because 
more people want, have to live in Lynn. Like exactly. it, it, cities like that are are, are a launching pad. Mm -hmm. You know, you have that much adversity in one city. Right. Things are going to come out of it. Right. Things are going to, and you're one of those stories. Exactly. It's something like a little shooting star coming out of there. Yeah. Now, now, what you, what happens after that is up to you. But exactly. Lynn, to me, has always been a place that I've held dear because I'm like I'm, I'm born and raised in Lynn too. Is it? It has a weird way of showing opportunity to people. Like there is opportunity in Lynn. Right. It's just the opportunity is has to be your perspective on what opportunity is has to be different. Mm -hmm. The more adversity there is in a town, I feel like the more opportunity there is to yeah. come out of it. The more there is to drive you, the more anger, the more, the more uh, resentment, or the more resilience, or the more you know. Like mm -hmm. when I look at Lynn, I'm like, yeah, man, I had, I had to fight for what I wanted. Absolutely. You know, in elementary school, you had to fight for what you wanted. Literally, right? <laughs> literally, yeah. So I mean, I look at some of these kids that are soft in other towns, right, and right. I'm like, these kids never had to do. These are the kids on Instagram that I post in like pictures of themselves in in Cabo. Exactly. At 16 years old exactly. with a margarita. Like, exactly. So, but they're miserable at home. Yeah. Right. Tell me about that a little bit. So it comes with the resilience. When when you're when you grow up and you're born and fighting for everything that you that you have to get, yeah. even the small wins, like going home from school with my backpack full of books that didn't get stolen. Right. Right. You know, and or, or keeping both of my shoes. Right. Because right? <laughs> I got a new pair of Jordans and I and I didn't get them taken that day. Yeah, you, I you didn't know? have Jordans. You yeah. like it. <laughs> <laughs> you must have been rich. They were uh, knockoffs, um, but. Just going to school and making a home was the biggest win ever, yeah. right? You know, even I lived on the same street as my school. So it's right. like, you know, when you grow up in something like that and then, but I like, to, I even stay here. That's, I love it. it right. I, I love being surrounded by resilient, mm -hmm. like, people. Nah, man, the people are you know? tough, man. They're right? good people. And good, just... it molds everyone around here. You can feel the vibe where everyone, well, everyone around here is tough. Not necessarily in like the physical tough, but there's some physically tough people, yeah. but mentally, because if you can, Go through those little daily things that are hard. What, what is someone saying no to me in a sales call? Right. That's not hard. Right. <laughs> right. And that's the birth. That's what Lynn births is, right. is, is like it, these people that excel with, through adversity. Yeah. Like Lynn has a way of, of uh, helping people get through adversity. Therefore, they are more resilient people and they're more hustlers. You definitely fit the more. You're going to see a lot more hustlers out of Lynn because they got to hustle harder to get you out. You have to go get it. Yeah. To go get it, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, what what do you think, what do you see on the North Shore um, is a place where small businesses can sort of – like so – for example, the market is oversaturated with sandwich shops, and I would even argue Definitely. with gyms. What do you see somewhere on the, on the North Shore that hasn't been done through all of your networking in terms of like what? Because I know you're dealing with some global and national yes, companies. You're doing ad, yeah. ad runs for them. Yeah. Like, do you see anything out there that could work locally that that isn't currently in the marketplace for any business? Yeah, uh, I think what we touched on earlier is the personalization. So any business, whether it's a restaurant, like getting hyper personalized, with getting hyper personalized, because people want an experience now. So mm -hmm. with like these, you know, automated chatbots and like you know automated customer service people and ads that are tailored to a person's interest right. and, and their demographic. Everyone in the instance, you know, you can go to Amazon and buy anything that you want in one second, and it's at your door in an hour. Right. You you want things personalized to you. So if businesses just realize that. People want to customize their own things somewhat, right? right? You know, they want to have options that fit them rather than have to feel like they're forced into something. I think that'll make the, huge, the biggest difference in any local business. No, I like it. I think that um, even for car dealerships, 
um, Facebook does a great job of allowing you to target specific customers who might be in the market for right. buying a car, right. which is right. not something you can do with a, you put a billboard up right. and that's why there's a, there's this, like now there's a separation between um, marketing and branding, mm-hmm. like uh, ad, running an ad and, and, and running a branding ad are two different things, right? right? So yeah. back in the day, you ran a billboard and most of it was just branding, right? right? Like right. it was very rare. Oh yeah, well I actually need a Honda Accord right. that's on the billboard for 179 a month. Exactly. Like the call to action on that was just a payment and, and it worked if you were in the market for, for a sedan, but right. now I can actually go and find the people who are looking for a Honda Accord. They, they, they Googled, yeah. I need a Honda Accord. <laughs> right, or they just, yeah, or they clicked on a Honda Accord exactly. somewhere and I can go and find them. Right. Makes me able to be a lot more efficient with my money. Right. right. So in a nutshell, um, to everybody listening, if you're a small business owner and you want to reach out to to Zach, um, how do how do they do that? They can either go to Instagram. Um, my name on Instagram is the the advertising guy. No, no right. spaces or anything, just the advertising guy. Um, they can reach me out, out to me on Facebook. It's just Zach Paoni. Invincible yep. Media on Facebook is our Facebook page. Or if you're in the North Shore, you're probably just going to be clicking on one of our ads sometime <laughs> soon. <so. laughs> right. right. And, and, and to my point, if you're in the North Shore and you are um, a small business owner and you're thinking, I know you're thinking about it, but if you're really thinking about acting about it, if you're thinking about spending a few bucks um, and testing it out, I highly recommend checking Zach out because he knows what he's talking about and he's got some proven results. I've been following him for a while and he's a highly intelligent kid. Yeah, he might be 25, 26 years old, but these are the people that are doing this. Mm-hmm. You're not going to find a 50-year-old guy or 50-year-old woman who's crushing it in this space right now right. because they're not, they're just not overly excited about where things are exactly, going, exactly. right? Um, so you got to reach out to them. Um, thanks again, for everybody, for listening. Thanks for Zach uh, for coming down, and um, we'll catch you guys in the next Anytime. one.